This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode. The title of today's episode is How to Build a Personal Relationship with God. I told you guys I was in my prayer time a few, no, not a few weeks, maybe like last week or the week before. And um, I was just praying various things about like business, praying for various people. And I was asking God, uh, as it relates to this show, what are some things that we need to cover over the next few episodes? And one of them was he wanted me to just go back to the basics of talking to people about building a personal relationship with him. So I'm really excited to tackle that in today's episode, but I'm actually going to tackle it in a way that's a little bit different than the last few weeks. Um, I want to talk about this. I want to have more so of a conversation. I don't want to preach to you guys. I kind of just want to talk. And what's interesting is I've got a couple questions this week, and I believe that they, they were right on target for us having this conversation on the episode. So I'm actually going to answer both of those questions on today's show. A quick church announcement, I want you guys to, especially if you're looking to build that relationship with God and you're looking to build it alongside a community, I suggest that you guys sign up for the society with myself and Kavaya. Kavaya is the owner of the She Who Is Called mobile app where she sends out awesome notifications every day. There's Bible studies in there, there are devotionals in there. It's a really, really excellent app. And she and I partnered together to do the society back in like November of last year. We did like this huge 
huge fast and the society has been going on ever since. The society has a two week free trial, so you don't have to commit payment wise in order to test us out and see what's going on. Um, but I highly suggest that you guys check it out, especially if this is a topic that is really important to you and you want to grow with God, you want to grow in your business and you want to do it alongside a community. I really, really suggest that you sign up for the free trial with the society. You can go to blessedandbossedup.com slash community. And I'll also put the link in the show notes. Quick little summation of what we do. We have bi-weekly lives. So Kavaya talks about building a relationship with God. And I go in on various things that are business related. Every week we have um, prayer calls every Wednesday. There are devotionals that go out every single day. Every quarter we do Bible studies. And so like a couple of the studies we've done is putting on the full armor of God by Priscilla Shira. We did another one by her called um, discerning the voice of God. And both of those were like seven week Bible studies. And so we upload the videos and stuff. So you're able to follow along with the Bible studies, but it's just an awesome, awesome group. And of course you're able to engage with the, engage with the other group members. A lot of us just did like a fast in January for um, those of us who want to get married, those of us who are are already married, those of us who have sons, we did a fast with Miss Tanya, who will be on the show eventually. Y'all, I'll introduce her on this platform eventually. Um, but a lot of people saw a breakthrough through that. So it's just a really excellent community where we really just come together and encourage each other. And we focus on growing in our personal relationships with God. So if you're interested, you want to test us out for two weeks for free, just go to blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Now let's get into today's episode. Like I said, I want to have more so of a conversation because I know for me, when it came to building a personal relationship with God and me in general, when it comes to learning, if it's overwhelming, I tend to just take a step back from it or I might be like, all right, this is too much. Like I'll deal with this later. And usually I procrastinate and procrastinate and sometimes it never happens. And so for me, when it came to building my relationship with God, a lot of it, and I think the reason why I wasn't saved, saved, and that I differentiate the two, if y'all haven't noticed, I got saved as a teenager, but I got saved, saved a couple of years ago when I really started living my life for God. But back when I got saved the first time, I think just the whole lifestyle and everything that I perceived it meant to live for God was just overwhelming for me. And it was just easier for me to just continue to do what I was doing. And so that's what I did up until God really tugged on me a couple of years ago. And I just made that commitment to him and haven't turned back since. But I think for me, because I've been lukewarm for a, a, a longer period of my life, honestly, than I've been safe stayed. I'm able to see the difference in what kept me lukewarm and kept me in the that state versus what has allowed me to really live a fulfilling life and reap the benefits of being a person of the kingdom now. And I think that the difference between then and now has been a personal relationship. But if we're being real, a lot of us don't know where to start when it comes to building a personal relationship. I know I didn't. And I think uh, another aspect of this is relationships is something that or relationships are uh, something that needs to be maintained. And so if you have a relationship with God, it's something that needs to be maintained. So you may have started building that relationship, but then you may have ta tapered off a little bit, or you may not be spending time with God the way you used to before. So I thought this was just a really important episode to tackle because you may be that person who doesn't know where to start with building a relationship with God and you, or you may be that person who has a relationship with God, but it's not as strong as it once was, because like I said, relationships are things that have to continue to be nurtured and developed. So for this episode, I just want to cover three quick things because I do want to have time to answer these questions because these questions are very similar and a lot of questions that I get are in the same realm of these two. So I really want to answer them to provide any insight for anybody else who may be experiencing the same thing. Um, but I just want to have a quick conversation with you guys about how to build a personal relationship with God. And the reason why I don't want to preach and I just want to have a conversation when it comes to this is because a lot of you guys, when you write me and you ask questions or tell me about how you love the show and stuff like that, or even when I meet people in person, they're oftentimes surprised of how like regular or just human and, and just me I am. 
in real life. And a lot of you guys, when you write me, you'll say stuff like, how did you get to be so this? Or you come across so this way. I wish that I could. And I appreciate the kind words and the compliments and things like that. But I really just want to talk to you guys as a sister friend, because I'm just human. I'm a regular person and building my relationship with God was something I, I take and, and did take when I got saved, saved very seriously. And so I, I don't want to come I don't want to approach this from the preachy level. Instead, I want to approach this from like a sister circle level so that we could just talk. And I don't want to make it seem so complicated. That's why we only have like a couple points that we're really going to go in into. I don't want to make it complicated, but I really just want to highlight a few things to you guys about building that relationship because building a relationship with God is not difficult. It's not difficult. And I'm going to say that again, it's not difficult. And oftentimes we think that it's this, or we, we listen to people who we admire and we make it seem as if they have something special that we don't. And that's not true. And that's something I really hope that I communicate well to you guys on this platform is that God didn't give me anything extra that is not accessible to you, you know, or you may see me as Tatum in 2020 and appreciate the growth or the confidence that I may exude now or the way that God uses me now, but I'm still very much in tune with Tatum in 2016, who was still out here in these streets. And I was very in in tune. I'm very in tune with Tatum in 2017, who finally started building a relationship with God, but felt very alone. That felt like things were getting worse before they got better. That couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but just made a decision to keep walking anyway. I want to talk to you guys from that perspective um, so that we could just, like I said, just have a sister circle moment and really cover a few things so that you can start building your relationship with God or start strengthening a relationship that you may have um, once already established. And as I prepare for today, I really just ask God to just highlight some things in my own journey that were just real, that were practical, that I didn't necessarily know that I was doing, but I just did them that allowed me to get to the point where, um, my relationship with him is where it is. And God actually highlighted three specific things that I want to share with you guys that I believe that you can apply to your day-to-day life and start building that relationship as well. So the first step in building a relationship with God is to seek him for yourself. Now, if you look up the word seek, seek a definition of that simply means to try to discover. And I believe for me, this was something that was so, so, so important in building my relationship with God is I had to seek him for myself. I had to get to know him for myself. I had to figure out who he was for myself because I was seeing some discrepancies when it came to churches that I was going to. So I didn't grow up in church, but I attended church often enough. And so on one hand, I remember, and I talk about this in my book, Blessed and Bossed Up. On one hand, I remember going to my grandmother's church and it's an old school Baptist church in DC. Everybody in there got their AARP card. They real old school. And I remember going there and it was like a spirit of poverty and I couldn't identify that. I'm not going to, I couldn't identify that as what it was then, but I'm speaking now I can, but there it was a lot of talk about, or a lot of praying about just getting by God, uh, uh, God, I just want to pay my bills. And it was just real sad. You know, it just was very sad to me. Like the, the prayers and everything that we talked about to me was very sad. And so then I was kind of, so I just kind of brushed it off like, okay. Then as I got a little bit older and started going to other churches, the church that my parents went to, and I would go there from time to time. And that church was really heavy on financial prosperity. It was really heavy. It was very flashy. Um, And so they talked a lot about like abundance and wealth and money and cars and all of these things. And so I was like, well, we reading out the same Bible. So like this one place I went to, this is all that, you know, it, it was more so of the praying to keep the lights on. Then I'm coming here and y'all talking so much about like abundance, abundance, and y'all are quoting a lot of the same scriptures. It left me honestly, just in a state of being a little bit confused because we're talking about the same God, but we're saying two different things. This episode is brought to you by stamps.com. 
Postage rates have gone up again. Thankfully, Stamps.com eases the pain with big discounts off of post office retail rates. With Stamps.com, you save $0.05 cents off of every first-class stamp and up to 40% off shipping rates. That kind of savings really adds up, especially for small businesses. With Stamps.com, you can do anything that you do at the post office right from your computer. Plus, Stamps.com gives you something that you can't get at the post office, big discounts on postage. I love Stamps.com because it's easy. The hassle of the post office really stresses me out. It's crowded. It's a lot going on. And with Stamps.com, I get to save money. And guess who wants to save money this year, y'all? Your girl. (laughs) So this just sounds like the perfect situation to me. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere that you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you both time and money. It's no wonder why over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blessed. That's stamps.com, enter blessed. Let's get back to the show. So in my mind, that wasn't really adding up for real. And I think that's one of the real reasons why I wasn't able to really live a life for God, because I wasn't even really sure of what living a life for God meant, because everybody who was talking about it, they were saying different things. So I was a little bit confused on who he was and what he actually wanted from us. But my confusion was rooted in relying on a third party to tell me who God is and what he has for me. Same thing happened as I got older and was really trying to be saved, saved. So when I gave the first two examples, growing up, I experienced my grandmother's church. Maybe in like high school when I first gave my life to God is when I experienced like the mega church and then went back to being in them streets, as I always say. Um, And then when maybe like a few years or maybe like right after graduating college is when I started going back to church again. And I found myself like every week waiting, like it was like I was waiting till Sunday to hear something to get me through the week. Or if the pastor was prophesying to whomever, I was like, oh, please pick me, please pick me. I want you to prophesy to me. I want you to say something to me. I want you to call me out because I want to know what God has to say. And then if he don't call me out or don't prophesy to me, then I feel let down because I'm like... God isn't worried about me. He isn't thinking about me. He isn't talking to me. And all of that are just lies. And so what I learned is I kind of look back on those experiences is we're always going to be disappointed if we rely on a third party to tell us who God is. If we're waiting for even this podcast, to be real, if you're waiting for Monday to see what I have to say, to see what God has to say to you, that's wrong. You're putting me in a position that I don't need to be in. And I and I believe that a lot of us put uh, pastors and teachers and leaders, et cetera, in, in positions that they don't need to be in. We make them God and they're not God. Their spiritual gifts don't make them God. And I've noticed, and, and a lot of people like to abuse spiritual gifts, some knowingly, some unknowingly, but so many of us are so desperate to hear from God that we become those people who abuse other spiritual gifts as opposed to learning how to truly build a relationship with the father for yourself so that you can be able to hear from him. Now, I didn't even think that this was possible because I was never taught relationship. I was always taught religion and I never thought that it was possible to really have a one-on-one relationship with God. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago when I really realized that, no, that's a real thing. And that's something that God wants us all to have. He wants us all to be able to come to him and sit at his feet and ask him questions and seek him. He wants that from all of us, but we kind of have to break away from 
the religious things that we've been taught and focus heavily on uh, building that relationship. And so that's why I say the first thing that you have to do is seek God. And the reason why I say that is because if I look at Matthew 6, 33, which is a very popular scripture, but it's something that I think because it is so popular, we take away the weight of what it actually is saying. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything that you need. And so what this tells me in other translations that we hear is, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things will be added unto you. And so the, that using this scripture, this is why point number one is seeking God, because it says, seek ye first, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And in the translation I read, which I believe is a new living translation, it says, and live righteously. So if you want to build that relationship with God, you need to seek him first and live righteously. Now, the way that you build a relationship is that you, you, you have to really put this in a perspective of if you were to build a relationship with any other person, the first step to building a relationship with somebody is you get to know them. So as you're seeking God, you're getting to know him. And for me, when it came to really getting to know God, I had to throw away my perception based off of secondhand information and get to know him for who he is. And so practically what that had looked like for me, because again, I didn't have any blueprints. So I'm telling my story to you guys in hopes that the practical things that I did and the things that were honestly super easy to build my relationship with God, you could then take and apply it to your journey. So in really seeking him and getting to know him, I had to take a step back from all of that secondhand information. And the way that I did that is I just sat down and wrote out the questions that I had. And I told you guys a story about going to the mega church versus versus like my grandmother's church because I had questions. I'm like, well, God, which one is it? Do you want us to just get by or do you want us to live a life of wealth and abundance? Which one? Because I'm not understanding. This was confusing to me. Or I wrote down questions like, why does it seem like being a Christian is so restricting as opposed to being something that's free. I thought you're supposed to be free when you when you get saved. Well, I feel like my life now got to suck and be boring and I got to be out here with uh, dresses down to my ankles and looking crazy and not able to be myself in order to be pleasing to you. Like these were legit questions that I had. And I told you guys all, I tell you guys all the time, I'm big on honesty. We can't, I can't build a relationship with God that's rooted in a mask. I'm not going to go to God with a mask on. I'm going to just be real about how I feel. And so for me, building that relationship and getting to know him, I wrote down my questions and my objections and the reasons why I felt like living this life was hard and unreasonable because in a lot of ways I felt like that at one point. And so after I wrote out these questions, I then began to look for answers. So if my question was, um, do, does God want me to be poor or does he want me to live a life of abundance? I can then research in the Bible and we got Google now. You could Google, what does God say about wealth? And one of the favorite, my favorite scriptures that I came across was Deuteronomy 8.18, where it talks about how he gives us the power to produce wealth. And what I took from that was, oh, okay, well, we have the power to produce wealth. So he doesn't want me to be poor because I also came across scriptures about that he will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So my answer to that question, after I did a lot of digging and looking at different scriptures and circumstances and things in the word was, okay, no, he doesn't want me to be poor. Yes, he will supply all my needs, which is why at my grandmother's church, they were praying for him to do just that because that's a, a promise of God that he is Jehovah Jireh. He's a provider. He'll provide our needs. Okay, great. I get that now, but yes, he does want me to have wealth and he's given me the power to produce it. And so for me, that was one of the tipping points for me really seeking him on behalf of my business because surely if he gave me if he gave me the power to produce wealth then he could give me the strategies the tactics the business ideas etc to be able to produce said wealth so i began to really find my answers and then even when it came to feeling like being a, a christian was so restricting what i realized was is really not constricting at all there's so much freedom and peace 
and joy and happiness. There's so many amazing attributes of living for God, but I was just focusing on what I couldn't do as opposed to all I was gaining, gaining in my inheritance as a child of God. But I could only learn these things from looking at the word and from seeking God him for myself and getting to know him. Now, don't think that I'm saying like, don't go to church, forget church, don't listen. No, I'm not saying that at all, because even during this time of building a relationship with God, I still went to church, but my perspective was different. So instead of looking for the pastor to be God, I was using it as um, pretty much supplementary material to what I was already doing in my personal time. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Today, we're talking a lot about building a relationship with God. And a lot of us have a lot of deep-rooted traumas and hurts and experiences that keeps us from being able to do that. That's why having companies like BetterHelp sponsor this show is super important. BetterHelp Online Counseling is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest e-counseling platform. So for me personally, with my busy schedule, it's really hard to research and make appointments with in-person counselors. And sometimes I find myself not not even going at all because it's typically not offered with the convenience level that fits my personal lifestyle. But with BetterHelp, they will connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It is super convenient, you guys. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. BetterHelp is also available worldwide. So wherever you are on the globe, BetterHelp is available for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text your therapist. Anything you share is totally confidential. You can start communicating with your therapist in just under 24 hours, y'all. So if you want to talk to somebody tomorrow, you can start communicating with them in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And Blessed and Bossed Up listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code BLESSED. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash blessed. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you'll get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. So if after, so I told you guys, one of the things I did was write out my questions and I look for the answers. Now, if I was in church and I heard a scripture or he was preaching or, or she was preaching about something that stuck out to me, I will write that down. And then I will go home and I will look it up for myself to get more context. So why did this stand out to me? Why did this particular person in the Bible, why did, why do I identify with them? Let me study them a bit more. So I, as I was seeking God, the foundation of it all was getting to know him and then using the third parties to supplement what I was already doing in my personal time. So now I I wasn't looking for prophetic words for me to take it as this is what God said. And finally, God gave me a direction. I was appreciating it as confirmation for something that God has already shared with me. And if it wasn't confirmation or he didn't share with me something that somebody spoke over to me, I would write it down. But then I would be able to go back in my prayer time and be like, OK, God, what was this about? Because everybody who said there are tons of false prophets out there, you guys, and I think that but not having that personal relationship with God leaves us so vulnerable to a lot of the people that the enemy are using in this Christian space. Um, but when you have that personal relationship, you're able to go straight back to the father for yourself and say, OK, God, what is this? All of these things I'm going over, you guys, is how you seek God is how you get to know him. These are the foundations of your relationships. There are so many scriptures that tell us about the benefits of seeking God. Like anybody who seeks God will find him, period. If you're taking the things that I say and you're really applying them to your life and you're seeking God, you're reading your word, you're writing out your questions, you're asking him to speak to you, you're actually listening and looking for the, the responses to that. The, you will always find him. 
Another one of my questions that was huge for me in the beginning was, how do I hear from God? Because <laughs> Lord, if we're going to build a, a relationship, I want to know how to decipher your voice. And so that was one of the questions that I wrote down. And I did my homework to figure that out. I looked in the Bible about how does God speak to people? I always suggest this book. I bought Joyce Meyer's book, How to Hear from God. And I read it to learn about, learn more in depth about how God spoke to people. And then in my quiet time, as I would, I, I really journaled heavily in the beginning, I would write down, okay, God, I want to know how you speak to me. And I would start paying attention. And every time I felt like God was talking to me, I would write it down. And I was like, okay, God, well, if this is you, can you confirm it? So I know that this is you. And he would confirm it. He always, always is there. If you seek him, you will find him every single day time, but you cannot build the foundations of your, of your relationship with him without reading the word, without spending time with him, without prayer. Prayer is simply a conversation with God. We have to talk to him. We have to be honest with him. We have to tell him what's going on with us and how we feel so that we can start building up that trust. And a huge part of this too, you guys is canceling out the noise, especially in the beginning. So again, those of you who are in this space where you're just learning the basics of building a relationship with God, the first thing that you need to do is seek him for yourself. And some ways that you do that is write down some of the questions that you have, some of the objections that you have, and find the answers to those in the word of God. Spend some time just praying to God and just telling him everything. He's your father. He cares. Tell him everything. Drown out the noise that's going on around you and really focus on the relationship. Like think about it. A lot of you guys who listen to the show are women. Like think about how you would feel if somebody that you love so much that you've done so much for doesn't he, and that you're always there for doesn't even pay attention to you. That they say that they love you and they say that they're going to uh, do better with the relationship, but every time they just go back to their old ways. Like imagine how God feels when we say that we're going to, that this is going to be the year that we grow deeper with him. And then instead it becomes another year of a surface level relationship. Imagine how he feels. And that really helped me too. When I just started humanizing God in a sense like just if I just when I just started thinking about him just as any other relationship and looking at it like, dang, that must suck. And it made me even more repentant because I was like, you know what, God, I am so sorry. I am so sorry because it's been so many times that I said I was going to do this right. It's been so many times that I said I was going to um, get out these streets <laughs> and really live my life for you. And I haven't. And every time I've said that, you know, I was, you knew I was going to go back, but you still were there for me. You still love me. You still saved me from a lot of the things and self-destructive behaviors that I had. I'm so sorry. And I, and I love you so much. And I appreciate you in the way that you love. Like I had to look at God that way and be like, man, he is really such a great father. So for you, I really hope some of these things that I've shared and just seeking him and, and, um, seeking him first has really helped you. So moving on to the next part, and this is a, a byproduct of the first point is fall in love with God. When I tell y'all, I love God. I love God. You don't love, <laughs> that's all crazy. But, uh, but seriously, like I love God. And for the very reason that I just said, there's been so many times that I've turned my back on him, that I haven't kept my promises, that I've done things that I'm ashamed of, that I lived in a way that wasn't pleasing to him. There are so many things that I've done and yet he still loves me. And yet he's still always there. And yet he's still, I'm still the apple of his eye that, that he made me fearfully and wonderfully made no matter how ugly I act. And the more I got to know God, the more I fell in love with him. And the more that I started to, um, take my relationship with him seriously and truly live a life that's pleasing to him and seeing just the, the benefits of being in the kingdom, I started loving him even more. 
And even looking over the last couple of years, because just because you have a relationship with God and you're living a life for him, that doesn't mean that life is going to be peaches and cream or easy. So even for me looking at my life over the last few years of being saved, say just all of the things that I've gone through, but God has kept me in peace throughout all of it. All of the things that all of the the struggle yeses that I said, those yeses that I gave him in tears because I didn't know how it was going to work out and I was feeling defeated, how he kept me through all of that. He still provided for me. He still kept me sane. I didn't I haven't slipped into any depressions. I haven't had any anxiety. He has just kept me throughout everything. And then even looking back to see how I've overcome so many things in the way that he's blessed me. It's just like mind blowing to me. Like if I just take a second and count the score of what God has done in my life and how he's done all of these amazing things in my life, I can't help but to be in love with him. But again, that's why point number one is so important because after getting to know him and seeking him and remember the translation of Matthew 6, 33 that I read first says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. So because I sought God and I lived righteously, he gave me everything that I needed. And as that process just went on, I couldn't help but to fall in love with him. And I think that that's what really keeps you saved. I think the difference between when I got saved originally and when I got saved, saved and truly have lived a life for him was I fell in love with God. And when you love somebody, it's just certain things that you don't do. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I definitely make mistakes, but I I make a lot less mistakes than I used to simply because of how much I love and respect God. So for you guys, the foundation of that relationship, God is love. The foundation of the relationship and how you build that relationship, um, that personal relationship with him is after you seek him, you, you got to fall in love with him. And it's not even something, again, it's something that will happen naturally as you seek him. You just can't help not to like, it's just like, it's like, if you had somebody, this is, this is going to sound so stupid. But if you think about like those romantic comedies, right. And, um, somebody been the the girl that kept the guy in the friend zone for all these years. And he done always honored her. He done always loved her. He done always been there. She done went through guy after guy, heartbreak after heartbreak, got herself in all these situations. And then at the end of the movie, she realizes, oh my God, he was right here all along. And she can't help but to fall in love with him because he's always been there. And he's been the one that's kept her through all her foolishness. Right. So (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but anyway, it's the same thing. Like you're not going to be able to help falling in love with God after you finally get to know him and you finally see him and see what he's been doing in your life. And so lastly, because I really want to get to these questions is safeguard that relationship, put controls in place where you are safeguarding that relationship that you're building with God, because relationships, again, I said this in the beginning, have to be maintained and relationships grow. You know, the Bible says we go from glory to glory. So my relationship with God is great. Now it's 10 times better than it was last year, 10 times better than a year before that, but it's going to continue to grow as I continue to grow. And as I continue to learn more about who he created me to be, and I continue to learn even more about him, that it's just going to continue to grow. But in order for it to grow and not get stale, so I think a lot of us do get to the point sometimes where our relationships get stale. Um, you have to safeguard it. So that means making sure that that time you spend with him is a non-negotiable, that you don't schedule something in your business when you said that you were going to be spending time with God, because that's a control that you've put in place to make sure that you maintain that relationship. That means if anybody comes into your life and they're taking you away from your relationship with God, or they're a distraction to what you're building with him, then they have to go. So whatever safeguard you, you would know best because it's your life, but whatever safeguard that you have to put in place, do that. But in order for you to really build and grow that relationship, um, you have to make sure that you have those safeguards in place as well so that the relationship doesn't get stale or you don't slip back into your own old ways. 
So let's go ahead and put a pin in this right here. I hope this really helped you guys. I really wanted to, like I said, have that sister girl conversation and just share aspects of my journey and just share realistically how to build that relationship with God without being preaching. So I hope you hope this helps you guys. I hope that you're able to really apply these things in your relationship. Um, so yeah, let's take a break and let's answer some questions. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and so much more. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You can learn how to grow with short classes that fit your busy routine. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to the pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month, you guys. Today, we're talking all about building a relationship with God. And a lot of people, the objection that they have with really building that foundation is time. And what's great about Skillshare is they have so many amazing time management and productivity courses available. They even have a class called Project Management in Real Life that teaches you how to create strategic workflows that help you accomplish your goals. Skillshare is a proud sponsor of Blessed and Bossed Up. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash blessed and get two months free of premium membership. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash blessed. That's Skillshare.com slash blessed. Let's finish off the show. All right, let's answer some questions. It's been a minute. We've been going in the last few weeks. It's been a while since we answered some questions on here. If you guys have a question that you want to submit to the show, you can email me, Tatum at TatumTamia.com. You could DM me on Instagram at TatumTamia, and I will be happy to answer it on the show. All questions are answered anonymously, so you don't have to worry about me sharing your name. I always just take the content and then pretty much leave everybody names out because I just want you to have the privacy that you desire. Um, so yeah, DM me, email me if you want us to answer a question. All right. First question says, I'm a new listener to your podcast. I've only been listening for about two weeks. Hey girl, welcome. But the way God speaks through you to deliver his message is so encouraging. I just finished the episode about counting the cost for 2020. And I first want to thank you for standing with integrity with your platform and not letting just anyone spread a message. Those of us with ears to hear are very grateful for your responsibility. Thanks girl. I would like your input on something mentioned in this episode. I'm a new believer in Christ. However, I was not raised in a church going family. My family believes in God, but they also speak of honoring the ancestors and discovering our African roots by praising Yoruba gods that never sat well in my spirit. And I never followed those practices and I have just distanced myself from them and their ways. I find that since I'm still new in my walk with Jesus and she put in parentheses, it's been about a year and a half now. I'm sometimes unsure about what social things I can do now that I've started to make this lifestyle change. I also just graduated college and moved to Philadelphia all alone, no family or friends. I'm continuously praying to create a support system of godly people, but I don't know where to start. You mentioned in the podcast that you wish you made more of an effort to find out what things are fun without being out here in these streets. And I would love it if you could share from your current mindset, the things you wish you knew when you are a new believer. Sorry for the long email. Thank you for any insight you could give. Okay, so I still, honestly, I still think that I'm a new believer as far as like really being about this life. Because I mean, you you said that it's been a year and a half since your walk with God. I got saved, saved in 2017. So we not that far off. So don't think though that time constitutes the depth of your relationship with God, because that's not true. So cut yourself some slack in that. So I don't want you to be measuring time and thinking that, oh, it's only been a year and a half, so I'm only the here in my... No, your walk with God is going to be as deep as you want it to be, as as quick as you want it to be. So um, yeah, I just had to say that first. But there are a couple other things that I want to tackle here. First of all, 
um, just congratulations on graduating college. Shout out to you, sis, and moving to a new city all alone with no family or friends. I'm sure that that is not easy at all. So I just want to commend you for your bravery and making that happen. Also commend you for understanding that the things that your family um is believing in or the things that your family is practicing, you understand that those things are not of God. And so you're distancing yourself from that. I think that's extremely commendable as well. So I don't want you to gloss over those things. It's like, oh yeah, I left everything that I know and moved to a new city. Like it's nothing. Like that's a really big deal. So congratulations on just the decisions that you're making. I think that that is something that's pretty honorable. Now, um, I know I'm going to answer the question about being about having fun and stuff like that and and making new friends and godly friends. But I also want you to understand that if your family is involved in these things, um, in worshiping these other gods, then just make it a practice in your walk with God to really denounce these things off of your bloodline, to really uproot these things off of your bloodline, really fast and pray for your family as well. Um, Because if you're going to, if you're the one that's going to break the mold, then you want to make sure that you're really ending this with your bloodline. And so I know you didn't ask me a question about that, but I can't read that without just letting you know the importance of you really taking a stand spiritually. And doing the work necessary to make sure that that stuff stops and that that's not something that your children will have to deal with or your grandchildren will have to deal with because the elders in your family introduced this to the bloodline. So in your prayer time, just make sure that you are praying and fasting and really commanding those strongholds that those demons and spirits that have been invited in, commanding them to flee off of your bloodline in the name of Jesus. Like those, that's really important for you too. So I just wanted to, to tell you that, um, first. But yeah, let's go into the actual question about the support system. So if you're in a new city, I understand it's hard. And I had this issue too. I wasn't in a new city, but I found myself like out of friends when I was thinking about like godly people. So a lot of my friends and naturally we com- we accumulate friends from like college, high school, maybe work and things like that. And so while I was still in the area that I grew up in, I was at a loss as far as like who I was going to find as a godly community. And so I sent similarly to you, I prayed and really asked God to send me people, but I also sought out spaces. I don't know how I found them. It might've been a Google search. It might've been on Instagram. I don't know, but I found them somehow and they did Bible studies bi-weekly. And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to the Bible study. Maybe I'll meet some people um, who I could have in my community. And so that's what I did. And actually I met Tish there, who's been on the show plenty of times. One of my great, great girlfriends, um, I my company has worked on her show. Like that's my girl. And I met her there the first time we met and we didn't like hit it off right then and there. We kind of was like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? And we ended up having the same business coach. And so that's when I seen her like twice within a short period of time. I'm like, okay, hold on now. Who are you? You know, the Lord and you're an entrepreneur. What's up. (laughs) But from uh, having the same business coaches when we really got close, but really seek out those spaces. You could go to places like meetup.com and find different spaces um, of Christians, maybe Christians who like to paint. I don't know what your interests are, um, but maybe like Christians who like to paint, Christians who like to dance and just look for those spaces and then go. Also pray about those spaces as well. Just ask God to give you the gift of discerning the spirits so that you are able to tell if these people are really of God and that they of the God that you of. Because a lot of people say that they believe in God. I mean, just like you say with your family, they say they believe in God, but they worship these Yoruba gods. So the God they talking about and the God, God you talking about is not the same. So also just make sure that you're praying for the gift of discerning the spirits as you're going into these places so that you aren't, uh, building a community of counterfeits if that makes sense. So that's what I would do. Just really seek out those spaces. Go to meetups.com. Like I said, um, church, I don't know if you have a church home, maybe like find some churches in an area. I don't know where you're going to be working. So if you know, like if they're at work, if you have a conversation with somebody, maybe asking what church they go to visit, just visit different churches, um, and see, if they're, if that's a place that God wants you to be in, if they have like little small groups or, 
um, different ministries to be involved in. You can meet people that way, but really just seek out the spaces that you want to be a part of. And then the last part of your question was, you were saying that, um, you were just wondering like what social things that you could do now that you've started to make this lifestyle change. You know, what's so funny is I had such, I didn't realize until like now, but looking back, I had such a small scope on what fun was. There's way more things that you could do that are fun and not a sin than things that are, that are fun in our sin. And it's so crazy because, and that's, I think that's just a trick of the enemy that he be having us out here thinking like, oh my God, I can't do nothing, but there's so much that you could do. So think about the things that you just like to do. I mean, to give you insight on what I do for fun, if that helps, I like to go to uh, paint nights. Me and my husband go to paint nights all the time. Uh, because they're just fun. You get to eat some food. You could paint a pretty picture. It's a cool little time. I love to go to comedy shows because I love to laugh. So comedy shows is like my thing. Y'all probably see me and BJ and DC improv multiple times (laughs) because that's our spot. I like to eat. So I'm always looking for like new restaurants to go to, new places to try. I like to travel. So I'm always trying to take a trip and go somewhere um, new. A great resource too, just finding fun things to do is you could go to like Groupon or Living Social and they always have different activities on there. And it's a discount, sis. Like, come on now, you can have fun and do it and save some coins. Go on like Groupon or Living Social and see what activities they have there. We do that stuff too. I've done like mud runs. I did this one thing with a group of friends one time. And it was like, I don't know if y'all seen the show Wipeout, but it's pretty much like a 5K, but like the whole time you dodging like these moving giant balls that's trying to knock you over into the water or whatever. I did something like that one time. We found it on Groupon, something crazy. And it was so much fun. None of these things are things that are not of God. You could have fun and still be a Christian. So think about stuff that you like to do and and just go and do them. And you, I think you will really find that a lot of the stuff that you like to do are really things that are not sins. We like to go hiking. It's this great falls in like Virginia. That's really nice out here. So we go hiking. Sometimes we might feel like being a tourist and get one of the little scooters that you could rent like the app on your phone and go ride the scooters down the monuments. It's really a lot of fun stuff to do that, like I said, that aren't sins. So think about the things you like to do. Also utilize sites like Groupon and Living Social, and they always have some type of activity going on. And I, I believe just as you do that, you'll tend to find like, oh, it's really not that hard. The lifestyle change is a change, so it's unfamiliar, but the, I can still do things that I, I, I really genuinely enjoy and not be um, going against my beliefs. So I hope that helps, girl, and go out and live your best life in Philly, okay? Go get you some water ice, go get you a cheese steak, and do whatever it is <laughs> that you want to do uh, in Philly. And I just pray that God is, is sending you godly community, people that are going to help hold you accountable, people that you're going to be able to grow with and grow in your faith with and, and also have a good time with. So congratulations on your move. And I wish you all the best. So looking at time, guys, I can't answer the second question. I'll answer it next week. I promise. Well, let me not promise because we ain't got time. I ain't going to answer it then either. But I really want to answer it next week because it was a great question. Um, and there were some things I really wanted to break down from the question. But thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. And I will talk to you next week.